0: Supported by Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey.
1: That's the final action of this
2: match. Portsmouth are going to Wembley. Can it be Portsmouth?
0: Adulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League
3: One for too long and there's no guarantee, but you know, there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion.
0: Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for football. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the football hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan
4: base that is it has been six weeks since Pompey's last League One victory. Dale whipped it deep towards the far post, dragon. the target, knocks it
2: down and into the back of the net. And Sean Raggett has his first Portsmouth goal of the season. Forest Green Rovers
4: nil, Portsmouth won. Since then, no win in four league games, but still undefeated within that time. And that whistle brings to an end the
2: contest here at Fratton Park. A few frustrated boos, and once more Portsmouth are held at home. It is a fourth consecutive League One draw at Fratton Park. Two more points dropped. Portsmouth 1, Shrewsbury Town 1. We've had a fairly exciting second half, one that Portsmouth have fought back from a goal down to get a point from.
4: And there's the whistle. It's full time and it finishes 0-0 here at Fratton Park. A run that has cost the Blues their place in the playoffs for now, but they have since had good fortune in cup competition, securing a place in the last 16 of the Papa John's Trophy and, more recently, a third-round date with a Premier League giant in the FA Cup.
2: Whistle goes, Steps up Bishop and he scores! Drills it down the
4: middle this time! That was a well-struck... 1-400 is the number to text if you'd like to get involved tonight. To Start your messages with the word express. Email sport at expressfm.com Tweet using at expressfm or you can visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey live What do you make of the draw Pompey have been given for the third round of the FA Cup? Are you more confident of the Blues' chances now A new formation has been trialled? And what do you think the scores will read come the end of both of our featured games this weekend? Myself, Jake Smith alongside Sam Macy and Alex Fletcher We'll be previewing a big Sunday of football as Pompey travel to Wickham in League One before England take on Senegal in the World Cup round of 16. Right here on the only radio station that is passionately Pompey, welcome to a Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 express fm well hello again and welcome to another edition of the football hour here on express fm the first show of december as christmas creeps up on us and we are still midway through a world cup how strange does that feel myself my two studio guests will be talking everything uh, about the world cup that everything's been been going on over the last couple of days some massive upsets across all of the group um, all of the group stages across the competition over the past three or four nights. England's victory over Wales um, a few nights ago, that big uh, win. We'll be talking about that in a few moments' time as well. And we'll also be talking about Pompey, of course. This is the football. Hour. We'll preview Sunday's trip to Wickham in League One. So without any further ado, let's get this show firmly on the road. And a reminder of the Blues' previous outing as they took on MK Dons at Fratton Park last weekend in the the FA Cup second round.
0: Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Chilton scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary.
5: He scored!
0: This is. You wanna believe it? Pompey Live. Raga just outside the centre
2: circle, rolls it across to Morrison on halfway and he goes forward to Bishop, turns it round the corner looking for Mingy, that's a clever idea, what can Mingy do here? Good from Mingy, still Mingy, Curtis, cleared on the line, probably should have been the opener, wasn't the best layback, Nil-nil. That's a poor pass and Pompey have given it away. Curtis is trying to win it back. He can't and it's a wonderful ball and there's a chance for MK Dons here and he's beaten Griffiths and completely against the run of play. Dara Burns has put MK Dons ahead. He out sprinted Raggett and with his left foot put the ball past Josh Griffiths into the back of the net. It's Portsmouth Dill. MK Dons one. Robertson goes to Swanson. Curtis tries to turn it round the corner Mingy's got it just outside the corner of the box now Curtis takes over into the box to Mingy Mingy's goes down must be a penalty must be a penalty the only question is why did Sonny Gill need five seconds to award it it's as blatant as you'll see bumpy penalty Jamie coming, trying to make himself big on the line so he waits for the referee's whistle he's still not happy some people where they are stood Bishop stands up and scores sends the goalkeeper the wrong way puts it into the bottom corner and celebrates in front of Rus and end. Pompey have turned it round. Four to two and paid on one. Whistle goes, sets up Bishop and he scores, drills it down the middle this time. That was a well-struck penalty. Went for power over placement. but loses out and MK Dons have it on the left wing. They go inside the pumpy half. Nice turn from Grant. Nice play towards Holland. Trying to take a Morrison into the box. Across the face of goal. Real chance for Issa and he's pulled one back. This time there weren't enough bodies there and Mo has made it.
0: Portsmouth three, MK Dons two. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars.
4: Those are the highlights of Pompey's 3-2 victory over Milton Keynes last Saturday in the FA Cup second round tie. That has set up a delicious uh, round uh, three opportunity for the Blues. May all take on a Premier League outfit away from home. We'll come on to talk about that in a few moments time. But first of all, it is time to introduce my two uh, studio guests. And we start off uh, with Mr Sam macy who joins us live in the studio this evening sam very good evening to yourself thanks for having me jake it's always a pleasure to come in so um sam we'll start off to really talk a little bit about the mk don's um game last saturday we won't dwell on it do well, i say dwell on it we won the so there's nothing to dwell upon really but in regards to what we've reviewed already we spoke about it in in, in pretty big context on monday's show but a victory in the
5: fa cup albeit
4: not necessarily by the, the biggest of margins it, it's the result that
5: counts surely in that competition yeah, exactly. And to be honest, to score three goals after sort of the lackluster performances going forward in the last few weeks, it's it's, it's nice to see some goals. Um obviously last week again the two goals away at Ipswich, then the three at home to MK Dons. Hopefully we've turned a page and we can actually start scoring some goals again after especially after the Derby game where we looked really poor going forward Uh, it's just nice to get a bit of momentum and hopefully we can take that into Wickham on Sunday Mm.
4: and joining yourself on the show this evening Sam to talk about all of that and also England's round of 16 game against Senegal at the weekend we have uh, joining us from back home Alex Fletcher Alex a pleasure as always my friend thank you very much for calling in And um, Alex, again, going back to Saturday, the the MK Dons victory, victory in the the MFA Cup and a tie that is uh, set up a pretty decent one for for Pompey in round three. Tottenham away if you miss the draw. The Blues will take on um, in the first week of January. Pompey away at Tottenham Hotspur. Alex,
6: are are you excited by that one? Is that a silly question? Oh yeah, of course we're excited. Yeah, I mean that's that's what you want, especially if a side that's uh, in lower divisions as we are currently, and you want you know, those those bigger away days, and for Pompey fans that won't have had the opportunity it's to awesome. go to what is. An incredibly impressive new stadium, from, by all accounts. Um, I've not been yet there. I'm hoping I'll be able to get a ticket because it would be fantastic to go and see that. And also, you know, just on the MK Dons game as well, just to, to pick up victories, even if they are in cup competitions. When we do have this break from league action, it is important, it? and I think sounds at the nail on the head there, scoring goals because that's something we've not been able to do recently uh, in the same mm-hmm. way we did earlier in the season. So, yeah, it's it's nice. We've had a lot of uh, false dawns when it's come to the third round in the last few years, so it's nice to finally get a. Uh, a nice reward with a a big away day and Mm. with Pompey we'll have a bumper following away in in the capital and hopefully we can cause an upset
4: yeah absolutely we we can't really distract ourselves from that that big third round tie that Pompey had been drawn Sam Tottenham away um we we like Tottenham in the FA Cup, don't we? Uh, we go back to that 2010 semi-final against Harry Redknapp's side and the 2-0 victory after extra time, that was the last time the two teams faced in that competition, I believe in any competition actually, um, since Pompey's relegation down from the Premier League and a and, and first trip to the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which personally I really wish they'd just actually get on and rename. But nonetheless, it's a big draw for Pompey and should take quite a few thousand there.
5: Yeah, hopefully uh, we get a few a few thousand fans. I think I've seen nine thousand thrown around. I think that's what Norwich got last season or the season before, which is which is nice to see. Um, yeah, I'm hoping to get that myself. is is one which not many Pompey fans would have done, and it's another one to tick off. Mm. Um, Obviously, the old White Hart Lane was was a good was a good away day for Pompey, and it'd be nice to go there um, this time round. But yeah. I do agree that they did, they did need to sort the name out. <laughs> yeah, it's just strange, isn't it? The, the new Tottenham Hotspur yeah, Stadium. Yeah, I'm surprised no one, no one's no one's got the rights for that no, yeah
4: It's just not inventive, is it? No, it's not the Emirates, it's not the Etihad. It's just the, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. We know who play there. <laughs> name it something. Even New White Hart Lane would be more imaginative. Yeah, exactly. But I'm not going to complain. um I've been there myself, and uh, Connor Mosley, who hosts the uh, Express Floor Fitters here on Express FM, we went. There last season, fantastic stadium absolutely brilliant, um, brilliant facility and, and well, you'd expect that after spending near on a billion pounds on the stadium, it's, it's just out of this world and for many Pompey fans I assume haven't been there yet, it's a v- relatively new build four years old, um, Pompey's first trip to the new Tottenham H- Hotspur Stadium should ap- absolutely enjoy it, regardless of what the result may be, Premier League side against a League One outfit I can't imagine it's a game Pompey will be expecting to win but you never Never ever know, and that will certainly be an interesting weekend for Pompey, whether it is win, lose, or draw. Um, magic of the FA Cup for Danny Cowley's side. Um, also, interesting from the FA Cup third round draw on Monday evening is uh, that down the road. Uh, Southampton, they were drawn away to Crystal Palace. So, of course, both Pompey and Southampton will be going to London on the same weekend. Pompey, we here might be getting in excess of 9,000 tickets due to the FA Cup ruling of giving 15% off the stadium at least to the away side and um, yeah with, with, with those like Dambour Road also going to, to the capital on the same weekend for the FA Cup third round I can't imagine the police will be we wanting to keep both games on the same day um, Alex and we've seen the TV schedule that has been released today for the FA Cup third round Manchester United against Everton on Friday night Sheffield Wednesday Newcastle at uh, 6pm Saturday Liverpool Wolves 7, uh, 7th of January about Saturday 8 o'clock and then on Sunday you've got Cardiff Leeds and Manchester City Chelsea with Oxford and Arsenal Monday Night Football that was written in the stars wasn't it but no TV option as we know it so far or I don't I think there will be now for Tottenham Pompey, Alex. So does that mean that potentially this game could be moved to Sunday to cater for, for BBC final score? Because we won't, well, the police won't be wanting both Pompey
6: and Southampton on the same day, will they? No, and I think it's a conversation that will be being had now because obviously with the TV uh, release today, I think the police, I don't know whether they have any influence in that. I suspect that they probably don't at this stage and they would probably have just mm. been begging for, for you know, for the games not to uh, to be at the same time on the same day. Uh, so you do wonder now whether or not they'll be getting onto, uh, getting onto the uh, the FL or the Football Association, or whoever it is, that, that makes the decisions and saying, listen, come on, we maybe can we hmm. shift one of these fixtures about, even, even if they were both on the same day, just putting them at different times of day, so it just breaks things up. Um, if not, they've got a they've got a logistical problem on their hands. Um, and that's I mean, I suppose that's just part and parcel of, of, of football in many respects and, and the nature of football. Obviously we we'd hope that all of our fans would be would be responsible and courteous to that, but it's football passions run high and, and rivalries run high and and I think there's also an element of if it's in London it's kinda of neutral ground. I think there's that that there will be I hate to say it, but there'll be less, you know, kind of reticence for certain fans to perhaps get involved with some trouble simply because they're in a different place. They're not in Portsmouth. They're not in Southampton. So we could potentially see some trouble but let's hope that that's not the case and let's hope that um, you know they lose and, and we win and <laughs> what, everyone what, can agree that that's absolutely games. fine and we can all go home safe yeah
4: sorry for uh, interrupting there with Danny Cowley there Alex do apologise but really feeding off what Alex is saying there Sam in regards to you know the, yes the, 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 the trouble we don't want to see at the weekend on the FA Cup of course and we expect that one of those games at least will be moved it might not be Tottenham Pompey it might indeed be Palace Southampton, but let's talk about the financial benefits that, that Pompey will get from this because as per what has been the case in the FA Cup for, for so many years now is the, the ticket you know the gate receipts um you know 50 percent of those going to the away side as well it's fairly uh, evenly split so you know home tie would actually be less beneficial for pompey uh, and the away tie uh, at tottenham i don't know how many they'll sell don't get me wrong i'm not sure how many tottenham fans will be up for an fa cup early round tie against a league one team but sell a decent amount and pompey will be getting a, a decent cash load for that and it's not about the money sam the fa cup but it certainly helps
5: yeah i think with it's going to be a very nice December and January, especially with Joe Morrell going to the World Cup and the financial implications that's that's given us. Um, mm. The transfer transfer key is looking quite nice for January now, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's good to see. I think hopefully Tottenham fans will, will turn up, and I think even if they feel fifty thousand, is, is still double, even even more than Fratton Park. It's it, it's it's massively beneficial, and I just hope that we we can pack out that away and then do our bit. Um, it's yeah, it's going, to, it's going to be a brilliant day for the club, and I think win, lose or draw, I think it's going to help us on and off the pitch. Is it a game you'll be going to, Sam? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I've been trying to sort my leave out this week at work, ready, for, <laughs> I'm ready for, uh, getting
4: ready for it. Yeah, um, hopefully, fingers crossed. That is uh, at least a Sunday, or, or you know, hopefully a Saturday for Pompey yeah. fans. But we'll be going to that one. There are train strikes scheduled for that weekend. Of course, there are. Of course, there are. It's an FA Cup weekend, and yeah, the targets in. Targeting the fans. But, um, yeah, there is train strikes, so if you are planning to go to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for that one, please be advised uh, that you might be caught up um, amongst all of that as well. Um, Alex, just before we do um, head into our, our break, before we come back and, and really preview Pompey's next game at Wickham on Sunday, what do you want Danny Cowley and, and, his, and his team to really take to Adams Park from what they what they really took from the game against MK Dons last Saturday? Of course, for three goals, yes, but... In, in terms of the sort of formation, the tactical setup?
6: It's a tricky one, isn't it? Because obviously we, we've had such a, a tactical setup in, in recent weeks that started well, then it seemed to have just sort of flown south a little bit. Um, I still think that I, I'd rather not confuse the players too much if the fl- players feel comfortable in that system they played if they felt they were more mobile. I mean, obviously we created more chances and goals at the weekend, but it's FA Cup. The teams are different, you know, opposition and all that kind of thing. So obviously... I'd like to think that we would still be pragmatic, we'd still be going forward, we'd still attack, but I'd like to see more sort of build-up play rather than just trying to run ourselves into the ground to try and get the victory with as much effort as possible because Mm. I feel that's at the moment is what's causing a lot of problems with with injuries and things like that. And let's just be a bit more clever about it, I think would be the best way. I mean, I'm not a tactician, that's all (laughs) all I could really offer, but I think that would be what I'd like to see.
4: We've got an email from Dave Byrne, who's got in touch this evening. Thank you for getting in touch, Dave. He says, hi, Jake. It really is time now for Pompey to get back to those early season performances and results. For league table will properly define itself over the next couple of months. And in my opinion, we will know by the end of January whether we are going to have an exciting finale to the season or we'll be facing another tailing off, replicating previous seasons. Uh, maybe some new year transfer activity will bolster our chances. Thank you to Dave for getting in touch on the email. Certainly something we'll be continuing to talk about in the next part of the football hour and when we do return we're going to be uh, previewing Pompey's next game at Wickham on Sunday in League 1 match day number 18 for the Blues we'll come on to talk about England's round of 16 tie against Senegal at the World Cup and we'll hear the pre-match thoughts of Danny Cowley.
3: What, what a feast of football you get the chance to to, to come and cheer Portsmouth on and then, then hopefully a positive result and then get home and, and, and watch England that evening so I don't I think if they said Kaolsberg did Sundays, then then yeah, for sure this would be a this would be a pretty good one. Other drink beverages are available. Join us for the next part of the football hour
4: after this.
0: This is the football hour, ninety-three point seven Express FM.
1: Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late night bus rides. From 7pm everyday you can take advantage of a night rider ticket taking you from A to B and everywhere in between simply purchase your night rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just 2 pounds 50 the world is your oyster visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information
0: This is the football hour 93.7 Express FM.
4: Welcome back to the Football Hour here on Express FM, driven to you by Stagecoach across for South, getting you across Hampshire and along the South Coast with a minimum of fuss. Download their app now from either the Apple App or Google Play Store. You can prepay for your ticket and track where your bus is, as well as well as locating your nearest stop. This evening, I'm joined alongside Sam Macy and Alex Fletcher, and we'll be previewing Pompey's trip to Wickham in League One on Sunday, as well as later on talking about all of the latest from the FIFA World Cup including some more big shocks uh, from the final action in the group stages over the past 24 hours or so but uh, let's go back to Pompey and back to League One matters Sam in the studio this evening joining us uh, Pompey to Wickham on Sunday taking on first of all a Gareth Ainsworth side and, and Gareth Ainsworth has been there now for over 10 years September 2012 he joined the Chairboys it's a fantastic achievement regardless of what we might think about the style of football that's adopted and it's going to be a tough tough place for Pompey to go as it always is to try and get a second league win in 10 games
5: yeah I think you just said it there Jake we really do need a win um we know what, what Gareth Ainsworth-Wickham bring. They, they've they not changed the style of play in the 10 years he's been there. It's going to be physical, it's going to be tough, and we're going to have to grind out three points. Uh, it's probably going to be quite low scoring. You know that Sam Vokes is going to be getting in amongst it with, with Raggett and Clark Robertson at the back. You know that that they don't have much flair outside of Mehmeti, who's going to be playing out wide, and I think it's going to be a really tough game. Um, I just hope that we can grind out and get three points. Um, I think I'm really excited to see how Colby Bishop gets on against it against uh, Wickham. This is the type of game which I think it'll suit him down to the ground. He'll love getting stuck in and and challenging for headers, Um, and yeah, hopefully we can get three points. I think they've not been amazing this year, Wickham, but it's always a tough place to go and, and and hopefully we can get three points and sort of kick on from there
4: yeah in regards to what we've seen recently um, Alex the, the, the change in formation the tactical um, sort of amendment that Danny Cowley's made in the previous two matches against uh, Milton Keynes MFAC Cup and Derby in the previous league game at Fratton a fortnight ago three at the back or five at the back two full backs to two wide players Denzel Humes come back from injury uh, Conor Ogilvie tried in that position to Zach Swanson really um, proving his worth in recent Weeks. Is that a formation that you think might
6: benefit Danny Cowley this weekend when they take on Wickham? Possibly. It's, it's, it's so difficult to tell. I think the one thing that that kind of formation is, is at least a little bit more dynamic and it does utilise the strength of players like Hume and Swanson, I think. So I think in that sense it's a positive. It's whether or not it still gives us enough going forward because that's what we've had our issues in recent weeks i think it is something that, that changes things i mean it, we've been so easy to play against in recent weeks so i do think we do need to address that in some way uh, what some way shape or form as i say i'm not someone who, who bores over tactics every every week uh, uh after after matches but it's something that even any fan can look at and see that we need to be more dynamic we need to be just doing something different that means that we're tougher to play against that we cause teams more problems and considering that since Hume's come back, his form's been very good. Swanson's form's been good. Olga has had a, a positive season. We've got players, you know, in those key wingback positions that, that can make a difference, that can have an impact on the game. So I think it's something that, assuming that the players are comfortable, is worth a go. The only concerning thing is, is that we're at this stage of the season when having to chop and change formations, if this one doesn't work, hmm. you know, where do we go from there? That's yeah. my concern.
4: 81400 is the number to text if you want to add anything to what Alex has just said there or indeed myself and Sam here in the studio. Uh, your score predictions most welcome for Pompey Strip to Wickham on Sunday as well as England's uh, World Cup rounds of 16 tie against Senegal. You can tweet using at ExpressFM, email sport at expressfm.com or go to facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. And before we get through any of those and bring my two guests back into the conversation, let's hear the pre-match thoughts of Blues boss Danny Cowley. He caught up today with Max Swatton at the Blues training ground.
3: Well, Danny, first of all, we'll touch on the FA Cup draw. Tottenham Hotspur
4: away. How pleased are you with that one?
3: Yeah, brilliant draw. So pleased for, for everybody associated with the club. I think it's great for our players um, to be able to uh, challenge themselves by playing against world-class players think also for our supporters, I know how much they love a trip to the capital. And uh, yeah, I just think it's a great, great game for all of us to look forward to. Um, certainly, certainly, once we get to the new year, between now and then, we obviously have lots of really important league fixtures and lots of league points to, to hopefully accumulate. Yeah, on to Wickham. How does your preparation alter with the game being on the Sunday? Yeah, well, I think it's just given us an extra day, which has been good. Um we we haven't had enough time on the grass in, in recent weeks because the games have been coming so so thick and fast so it's been it's been great to to have that extra time and yeah i think we've we've used it to its full effect and yeah the the, the group is in a in a good place got one or two hopefully coming back and um certainly from last weekend it'd be great to get owen Owen I mean, Dow and, and Dane Scarlett back back with the group. I thought the group last week did did so well to navigate through that that difficult cup tie with with, with such a depleted squad. So so now it's it'd be really really good to, to get to get a few back and um, yeah, we're looking forward to the game. Yeah, how much of a boost is it going to be to have those those one or two back along with the obviously like you said the squad that performed so well last Saturday. Yeah, I think this is this is really important. We obviously have a a um, a schedule that becomes more and more busy as we as we get towards Christmas and, and certainly off the back of Christmas so to have have the, the players back from injury is going to be is going to be really really important and um, yeah also Joe morell who um, he arrived home yesterday evening or back to Cardiff yesterday evening um, we did give him the opportunity to have the weekend off but he was he was keen to come back in so uh, he it'd be nice to welcome him back to, to tomorrow morning to, to train with us
2: it was a solid win at Wickham last year. One that started quite an impressive, uh, quite an impressive run. Sorry. So, what are
3: your memories of it? Yeah, just a, a really tough game. We have a lot of respect for for Wickham Wanderers. I think Gareth Ainsworth is the longest-serving manager in in the, in the football league. You know, he picked a club up in at the bottom of League Two and took them all the way to the championship. And I think. As a football club, Wickham, once they got to the championship, are a very different club now than they were They were before they'd, they'd got to that level. You've only got to look at the, the, the playing squad that they had last year and the same this year, um, the amount of experience and the, and the quality that they have within it. Um, the likes of Gareth McCleary, you know, young Memetti turns defence into attack so quickly. Um, Sam Vokes... We all know the threat that that, that he carries in the box, um, and that's before we talk about some of their defenders, the likes of Alfie Morrison and uh, Ryan Tafazoli. Obviously, would have started out with us at Concord Rangers. So, no, I think they're a are they're, they're a really good team, um, lots of quality, and you know we know what to expect when we go when we play against Wickham. We know that we we have to earn the right and. Um, we're, we'll have to be, be good enough to deal with a direct play, deal, deal with their crosses in the box, um, deal with their set pieces and, and also the quality that they have because that should never be underestimated because I think they've got some really really good players. Um, but we know that you know we're in a good moment ourselves. Um, we, we, we feel confident in the way that we're, the, in the way that we're playing and the way that we're working and uh, yeah we're, we're, we're looking to, to attack the game.
2: Yeah, and it's going to be a sold out away in for the lunchtime kickoff. That's live on Sky. How much will the support help you on Sunday?
3: Uh, as always, just brilliant. You know, we're so appreciative of 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 their support. You know, it'd be a lot easier to maybe stay at home, particularly when there's a, a pretty important World Cup game in 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 the evening. Um, but what a, what a feast of football! You get the chance to 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 come and cheer Portsmouth on, and then then. Hopefully a positive result and then get home and and, and watch England that evening. So I don't... Uh, that would, uh, I think if they said Colesburg did Sundays then then yeah for sure this would, be a, this would be a pretty good one it would be a pretty good one indeed wouldn't it Danny Carley? thank you very much to,
4: to Max Swatton for sending that over uh, this evening ready for tonight's show Danny Carley's pre-match comments uh, ahead of Sunday's trip to Wickham in League 1 of course that would usually be Saturday a lot of the uh, League 1 and League 2 sides have decided to take action quite a number of weeks ago due to the possibility of England playing uh, on Saturday this weekend due to the World Cup fixtures. If they had finished second to their World Cup group, they would have played on Saturday at 3 o'clock, I believe. So a lot of teams wanted to try and uh, get ahead of the uh, get the ball rolling and, and really try and avoid that. Uh, so a lot of sides playing this evening, but Pompey having their game moved for the second time, that was supposed to be tonight, and now they had it moved to Sunday because Sky Sports want to take it. So a lot of movement with that game. It is a 12.30 kickoff at Adams Park and Pompey live because you of course want to listen to Pompey Live instead of Sky Sports we know what we're talking about they don't Uh, we're here from 11.30 on Sunday afternoon Sunday morning rather for all of the coverage of that game and then of course it is England Senegal in the evening something we'll come on to talk about in the next part of the show but back to Pompey Wiccan uh, on Sunday Um, Alex a Wickham side, we've spoken about Gareth Ainsworth, but now without uh, Adebayo Akinfenwa, 40-year-old striker. And when I say finally, I don't mean in a horrible way, but he has finally retired. He's been in the game for, for a number of years and, uh, and is always a nuisance, whether that's against Pompey or, or anyone else in this division. So that's someone we won't be looking to, to try and avoid this weekend.
6: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's... it's... You know, it's quite a, one of the best stories in English football, I think, uh, uh, the career of Hakim of Fenwar. I think, um, you know, I wish his he retirement. He's he's done very, very well. Uh, you know, and, and as I say, he's always a nuisance against us. He's always problematic. And I think he's problematic for any team he plays against. So, I mean, that's a positive, you know, but obviously Gareth Aysworth, he has got that Wickham team very well drilled. I know that they've um, perhaps performed at higher heights than they have this season, but he's still a very, very solid solid manager with that team. And he's been able to, you know, Get, get them performing at, at times where no one would really believe they would be performing I'm seeing Wickham in the championship for that one season, mm. absolutely fantastic so we always know it's going to be a tough game uh, Adams Park is um, mixed I think in terms of results for us, I've been there a few times seen some good performances, seen some not so good performances but you know, it, it's a game that we should go into with confidence after the recent cup games but there's a point to prove for these players now and the manager as well about mm. what we're going to get out of these these next few weeks in the league we've had the break, obviously people are distracted with the World Cup on but as far as we're concerned now, league matters are, are firmly in the forefront of Pompey fans' minds. And it's important that, that we really do get back on track because we don't want to be getting to January and being reliant on bringing in players. No. We need to start doing the business now.
4: And quite a controversial promotion Wickham did achieve in 2020 after the curtailment of the for uh, League 1 and 2 seasons and the points per game average being worked out. Wickham getting the playoffs and ending up winning that. And well, uh, deservedly so in the playoffs, but should have been there in the first place is, uh, is yet to be seen. But uh, hey, they were promoted to the championship in 2020 against the odds and uh, relegated the season after. So we are back in League One and uh, Gareth Ainsworth remains at the helm. We're going to hear from uh, Conor Mosley. who takes a bit of more of a deeper dive into uh, and Wanderers in a few moments time. But first of all, I want to talk about something that is going on this weekend, lads, because what is happening on Sunday is the first of its kind and it's being titled the EFL EFL. Innovation game. Um, the game is on Sky Sports. We've already mentioned that, um, and there's going to be a few things taking place that would not normally happen um, during TV coverage of a football match. Um, on pitch audio, of course, uh, we, we can pretty much hear that from League One and Two team uh, games anyway. Dressing room footage from I'm I'm guessing pre-match, half time, and post-match will be uh, will be addressed live on air. Uh, on TV, and mid-game interviews, so that's not half-time interviews that's mid-match interviews with Danny Cowley, with Gareth Ainsworth, and, and this game is the first of its kind, it's it's not a trial, Sky do plan on, on bringing this forward and making it a regular occurrence um, Sam, there's a lot to really dig through there controversial maybe, in particular the, the mid-match interviews, Danny Cowley might not be too bothered about it But I can't imagine Managers like Steve Evans Or
5: I don't know Nathan Jones Would be too impressed With that Yeah, yeah I think it just depends On the character Of the managers And sort of How the game's going um, I, I think it's, it's Quite a big thing Over in America um, They quite like Doing it over there And things like the NFL um, it's, it's not too bad but I think that's the way which coverage is going everything's going to become a bit Americanized. and uh, if you're playing against Wickham the amount of time the ball's out of play you're going to have a lot of time to, to speak to the managers um, but no I, I, it'll be interesting to see what it's like because I, a lot, a lot I think rugby rugby's quite a big one where they've got dressing room cameras and things mm. like that and it, it seems to work quite well over there so I, I'll be quite intrigued to see what the dressing room dynamic's like and see, sort of see what the Cowleys is like who's sort of good cop bad cop um, but yeah it's it is it it's going to be interesting It's just It's just, it's just another Some more access um, To Pompey I think Earlier on the season We spoke about Sort of getting some some Images when, when Louis Thompson broke his leg mm-hmm. And seeing the dressing room then And, and that, that worked really well So It'll be nice to see What the dressing room's like And, and, and How the Cowleys react And sort of What they're thinking Throughout the game
4: there are, of course, <coughs> pros and, and cons to this, Alex, and, and certainly, Alex, uh, as Sam has quite rightfully you know, pointed out, that the good things from this and what we could be excited to see from this uh, sort of broadcast for the sort of behind the scenes, what we never normally see in the dressing room, it would be very interesting and very useful to see what does go on. Certainly, in the mid match interviews might provide quite, quite, a, quite a deep insights, something we're never usually accustomed to. So there are certainly some pros to this, um, Alex. But in your eyes, is this? Uh, Is this a recipe for disaster? Will it be a flash in the pan? An idea that will be soon scrapped if it doesn't work out? Or can you see this actually being something that will be here to stay?
6: I think some things have potential to stay i think some things won't and i think think some things shouldn't i think the uh the dressing room cameras definitely i think there's there's a there's a kind of call for that people are tr- intrigued to see what goes on in the dressing room people are intrigued to sort of see their managers and their teams getting sort of g up for for the for the second half or first half, whatever it may be whatever period of the game so i can see the logic behind that it's done it has been done in, in non-league games for a number of years now actually uh that are televised um the the on-pitch audio i don't know how that's going to work how many times a commentator is going to have to apologise for bad language. I don't, I don't really know how that's going to work because it's you know they say I have it in rugby. I think it would be fair to say that rugby players are generally a little bit more polite on the pitch than uh, than, than perhaps footballers are. Uh, the the mid game interviews for me is just ridiculous. I think it's it's this the idea that you're you know you're trying to get extra media coverage of what a manager's thoughts are during the game. What what, what do they expect to achieve? A manager is supposed to be. I, I'm I'm the same even if fans are asking managers to wave at them or clap them during the game. Let them focus on their job. Yeah. They're there to manage. They're there to look at the team. Let them focus on that. I really don't understand the logic of it. It does seem to me a, a, a big Americanization, and I'm really not happy about that kind of thing because they're going to do their job haven't they come on oh absolutely and we will find out how that does
4: go on Sunday because it is going to happen the EFL innovation game will be uh, will be broadcast on Sky Sports via the on pitch audio the mid-match interviews and the dressing room footage of course we encourage you to come and join us here on Express for the coverage but it will be very interesting to see um, nonetheless how that does unfold and if that is an idea that is here to stay we'll get the, the score predictions of both my guests in a few moments time but first we're going to hear from Conor mosley who previews the opposition for this weekend's game 1800 blues fans will be traveling to adams park for this one here's a closer look into the chair boys wiccan wanderers
7: 43 days after their last league win, the Blues will be desperate to get the show back on the road. Wickham Wanderers welcome them to Adams Park this weekend for matchday number 18 in League One. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Although winless in their last four league matches, Pompey have still not been beaten since that 3-0 defeat at Charlton on October the 17th. A narrow victory at Forest Green Rovers was followed by a triple header of one-all draws and a goalless stalemate with Derby County last time out with FA Cup successes over Hereford and the MK Dons thrown in the mix as well. Danny Cowley's side are also through to the last 16 of the Papa John's Trophy, but as a result of a dip in league form, have fallen out of the top six in the league. The chairboys of Wickham are next in line to face the Blues. Manager Wickham boss Gareth Ainsworth is currently the second longest serving manager in the Football League, with only Harrogate manager Simon Weaver having held his post for longer. Ainsworth has been at the helm for over a decade now having been appointed on September the 24th, 2012. Within that time, the now 49-year-old has two promotions under his belt, having taken the chair boys out of League Two via automatic promotion in 2018 and briefly into the championship in 2020, winning the League One playoffs after they were controversially given a place in the top six that year as a result of the COVID pandemic, forcing the EFL to make a decision to curtail the season and determine the final league standings on a points-per-game average. Overall, the former Preston and QPR midfielder has claimed victory in 210 of his 538 games in charge of Wickham. One to watch. From one Gareth to another, Gareth McCleary is our one to watch this weekend. Although now 35 years of age, the Jamaican winger is still causing trouble in League One, having so far this term registered three goals and four assists across the 16 games he's featured in. The ex-Nottingham Forest and Reading player has even missed three league games this season, following a straight red card in the Wickham's 1-0 draw at Fleetwood in early September. Number 12 is the player to keep an eye on at Adams Park. If it is indeed Gareth McCleary you'll be wanting to keep quiet. Bob scorer Albanian forward Anis Mometi is leading the goal-scoring charts so far for the Chairboys this campaign. The 21-year-old has bagged seven goals in League One since it commenced in July. Messi has featured in all 19 of Wickham's league games so far this season as well as one FA Cup and two Carabao Cup ties. they failed to find the back of the net in any of those games. The Islington born former Tottenham and Norwich youth product currently wears the number 11 shirt for Gareth Ainsworth's side. Current form. Wickham have had a topsy turvy start to the League One campaign, winning seven, drawing four, and losing eight of their 19 games played to date. As a result, they occupy 12th in the table, heading into this weekend's round of fixtures with 25 points on the board and a goal difference of plus one. The Chairboys have tasted victory in just one of their last five league outings, beating Forest Green Rovers by two goals to nil three weeks ago. Last time out, Gareth Ainsworth's side were defeated 1-0 away at Cheltenham Town, thanks to a first-half strike from Alfie May. Will any of these sides be able to turn around their recent league fortunes or will it be a fifth consecutive draw for the Blues in League One? All of the unmissable action
4: on Pompey Live. Thank you, Connor, for that one. Pompey Live back this Sunday, 11.30 from Adams Park. Myself and Robbie James providing full coverage of that one with commentary in between from Andy Moon and Guy Whittingham as well. As Pompey take on and Wanderers, looking for only their second league win in what at that stage will be 10 league matches really need to get back on track and back into those top six positions and really go for promotion this season after what has been a bit of a dip in form uh, over the past month or so. Score prediction time then. Pompey Wickham, Sam Macy. Let's start with yourself. How do you see
5: this one going? Uh, the scrappiest 1-0 win you've ever seen. Colby Bishop <laughs> uh, with about 10 minutes to go. But we take it. Yeah, we take we it all absolutely day long. take it. And a stat for you, Colby Bishop is
4: the only Pompey player this season to have scored more than three goals. Jesus So uh, yeah We haven't been Too bad But yeah That's a bit Of a horrifying one So 1-0 one says <laughs> Sam Colby Bishop Scrappy 1-0 Alex Fletcher How can you see This one unfolding
6: I'll agree with the one nil. Instead of a scrappy goal Though I'll say a penalty From Bishop instead Is that better or worse? It's a win. It's a win. That's 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 all I care about. It's a win. It's a win. It's
4: three points, hopefully for Pompey, of course, on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. It's always a tough tie at Adams Park, isn't it? But we're going to go for that victory, get back to winning ways in the league and try and kickstart what should be a very interesting and hopefully a very positive Sunday for all Pompey and England fans alike. And after the break, we're going to be talking about all things FIFA World Cup and we're going to preview England's game against Senegal In the round of 16 on Sunday evening. So don't go anywhere and join us again after this quick break.
0: This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM.
1: The new Stagecoach Flexi 5, a bus ticket that works when you do, for those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5 bundles of 5-day riders for the price of 4. And Flexi 10, bundles of 10-day riders for the price of 7. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach Bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com.
0: This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM.
4: Welcome back for the final time this evening to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM brought to you this season as ever by Stagecoach across the South. You can visit their website right now stagecoachbus.com for more information on the services they can provide as well as what they are doing to try and provide a cleaner, greener transportation service for you. Okay, this evening so far in the 45 minutes a half-past on the Football Hour this evening. We have previewed Pompey's trip to Wickham on Sunday We've spoken a little bit about the FA Cup third round draw, where the Blues will take on Tottenham Hotspur away from home. Week commencing, uh, well, the weekend commencing Friday, the 6th of January. Date yet to be confirmed, but hopefully it will be a Saturday or failing that. A Sunday for Pompey. But now we move on to um, could you say a, a bigger cup competition? I'm not too sure. And certainly when it comes to the international stage anyway, the World Cup. And it has been yet another interesting week of football in the FIFA World Cup in Qatar. And for England, they sealed their place in the round of 16 of the competition with a 3-0 victory over none other none other than Wales on Tuesday night. After what Keith Moore said would be brilliant. To knock England out of the competition, well well, 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 well how the turn tables for more, eh? England will play Senegal in the round of 16 on Sunday evening, and before we look ahead to that one, let's play uh, our weekly uh, England World Cup song, and this time oh, I fancy a curry <laughs>
0: Me, dad and me, girl, we're off to Waterloo Me and me, me mama, and me, dad and me, girl And I fuck you, I'm Vindaloo Fuck you
4: absolute banger Vindaloo that is uh, tonight's World Cup song here on the Football Hour and uh, yeah England Senegal on Sunday going to start with Alex on this one Um, round of 16 it's a knockout tie for the three lines um, after what was an emphatic victory in the end over Wales on Tuesday night to secure top spot in Group B of the World Cup were you impressed with England's, England's display in that one?
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Listen, Wales. I think we've, you know, no disrespect to any Wales fans listening, but um, they haven't really been up to up to standard. I think this tournament. I think against the United States, they were definitely the, the best team in the group, barring ourselves, obviously, and that's been proven when they finished second. I was pleased with the performance, particularly in the second half. We, we we stuck at it. I think there were a few people at halftime with people I was with. They were chatting with, and they were a little bit down. But I, I did think to myself, no, we're we're probing well here. We did in Southgate in the a very strong tactical decision to switch Foden and, and Rashford, and that's what we got our goals from. So, mm. yeah, I mean, we've, there's going to be tougher tests, but um, I think, you know, 3-0 win against Wales, you can't complain to top the group. I think that's that's absolutely perfect. I mean, we've, we've shown ourselves uh, to have some really, really good strength so far in this tournament. OK, against USA was disappointing, but we still didn't concede. You know, we kept to king's sheet and uh, we're still unbeaten. So, mm. you know, I think it's, it's generally very positive. And we are going to take that positivity uh, into the game against Senegal on Sunday.
4: Yeah, and certainly, you know, going into that that Wales game on Tuesday, um, Sam, England, after that 0-0 stalemate with the USA, making it not necessarily difficult for themselves, because the only way they could have been knocked out of a World Cup on Tuesday evening was if they'd lost by four goals to Wales, which quite frankly was never going to happen um, so not necessarily making it difficult but in terms of top spot yes a little bit um, so going into that Wales game there were still a bit of nerves you don't want to lose against essentially you know, what is a home nation rival uh, in, in a World Cup tournament and an opportunity to actually knock them out of the competition as well which ultimately happened for Gareth Southgate's side after the game you look at that and think, wow, that's a complete different England side to the one that took on the USA. A fantastic Marcus Rashford free-kick. Now three goals in the competition for him, two on the night. Is this an England side that genuinely, genuinely could go all the way? Potentially. Um, given think, what we've seen from yeah. other teams in this competition. Yeah,
5: I think we were talking in the break, weren't we? I think England have been steady. They've never really looked in danger of losing the game, I think. um, everyone before the tournament was talking about how we were a bit shaky defensively but I think defensively we've been excellent um, maybe fell asleep for five ten minutes against the Rand, but since then we've not looked like conceding um, especially in the Wales game uh, they they didn't really have anything going forward and I think if you can shut out good teams then, then you've got every chance of winning football matches, and I think if if they can sort of sort out going forward and sort of get get the goals like they did in the Iran game in the second half against Wales, and just sort of cut out the the game against the US in the first half against Wales, then why why not? I think we we've got to a semi final and a final, and just I just hope that tactically Southgate knows what he's doing and, and, and knows his best team, and, and, and why not? Why can't we go all the way?
4: and uh, let's take a look at some of the other results from the World Cup over the last couple of nights then of course Tuesday uh, England beaten Wales by three goals to nil securing top spot in Group B USA they defeated Iran by a goal to nil they take second place Netherlands beat Qatar 2-0 the hosts are out of the competition we knew that already Uh, and the Dutch are through to the knockout stages Senegal defeating Ecuador they are uh, England's opponents on Sunday an interesting night of football on Wednesday Uh, Saudi Arabia losing, losing to Mexico both of those teams are out Argentina defeating Poland by two goals to nail. That one almost came down to a disciplinary record until Saudi Arabia got their consolation goal against Mexico. Argentina topped that group with Poland in second position. Tunisia beat France, a much-changed France team, it has to be said, um, in the final group stage game. They are already through. And Australia with one of the big shocks of the week so far, defeating Denmark by a goal to nil. They're through to the knockout stages. Denmark out and bottom of their group. And um, yesterday, Canada losing to Morocco. Morocco topped their group. After an impressed display in the first three games, Croatia nil, Belgium nil. Belgium out of the competition. Croatia are through in second. Costa Rica 2, Germany 4. But that's not good enough for the Germans out of the group stage of the competition for the second time in a row as Japan defeated Spain by 2 goals to 1. Japan topped the group after beating both Germany and Spain and uh, losing to Costa Rica, weirdly enough, in between. Spain are through um, despite their defeat to the Japanese last night. And today, so far, Ghana defeated 2 0 by Uruguay, who were through to the knockout stages until Portugal surrendered a one goal advantage against uh, south korea until the um, south koreans turned it around to win 2-1 so they are through to the round of 16 and uruguay as well as ghana knocked out of the competition and later tonight um, the final group stage action uh, involving brazil switzerland cameroon and serbia brazil already through switzerland cameroon and serbia all with something to play for we have mentioned england so far um sam but who do you think are most likely really realistically to win it
5: uh probably the Brazilians or the French I think they they've looked probably the best so far I think Mbappe's been the best player at this tournament by a mile um yeah I, I, yeah if if I had to put my money where my mouth is I'd probably go for the French and
4: uh Alex, yourself, who do you think looks most likely? We'd, we'd like to think England, of course, but assuming they win on Sunday against Senegal, it's likely to be France in the quarterfinal of the competition, then potentially Argentina in the semis. Are England really going to get that far? Can we be optimistic? Can we be hopeful, given what we've seen at this stage?
6: I, I personally don't think that we'll have enough to go and win the tournament. I don't think that, that means we can't still you know, have, have some positive games that, that, that come up. Um Particularly on the, uh, particularly this Sunday, I think in terms of a uh, prediction for the tournament, I do think Argentina have got some sort of spirit and momentum behind them. You can never discount Brazil, but yeah, I just think you, you look at the the quality of that that French team. I do think that um, they would certainly be. Uh, we would probably go into that game a slight underdogs if we were to play them. Um, I do think if we beat them, then obviously, of course, everyone will start start believing. But um, I think they're going to be the team to beat in this tournament. Um, but I think England could probably count themselves in the top four or five of, mm. of, of, of teams that have performed so far in this tournament. And you never know where things go. So I think you know, we just take it uh, one game at a time. And we've seen so many shocking results so far we've seen so many incredible and we've only just well this evening we'll be finishing the group game so yeah. you know no one knows what's going to happen and that's the nature of a quite an exciting tournament which one this, this one has been so far absolutely and
4: a score prediction if <laughs> we may please alex fletcher england against senegal on sunday evening what are you going for miss one
6: i'm going to go for 2-1 2-1 england i think it will be a tough game i do think that uh that senegalese will put stuff at us but i'm thinking going to back harry Kane for his first goal of the tournament and then uh Rashford with a with a wonder goal because he's, he's, he's in form I think he's got it in him
4: lovely thank you very much Alex it's been a pleasure to have you on the show as per usual my friend Sam Macy thank you very much for coming into the studio score prediction England Senegal can they get through to the quarterfinals
5: yeah 3-0 England will cruise to victory 3-0 cruise to victory
4: I love the confidence absolutely love it thank you very much to both Sam and Alex for joining me here on the football hour tonight thank you of course to stagecoach across for south for supporting yet another episode of the show this season Thank you to Connor Mosley for providing a bit more of an in-depth analysis into the opposition. Thank you to Mason Jordan, as ever, for producing the show tonight here on Express FM. Pompey Live is back from Sunday afternoon from 11.30. Myself and Robbie James live from Adams Park for all of the action as Pompey take on and Wanderers. And then, of course, England take on Senegal in the round of 16 later that evening. You can join Connor actually next here on Express, right after news at seven for Express Floor fillers. But until then, have a great evening, Pompey fans. Thank you for listening. Stay safe and play at Pompey and England. Good night.